Hearing now that the Red Deer school trustee, Monique LaGrange, who posted a, a really offensive meme comparing teaching children about LGBTQ2S plus um, issues and pride uh, to brainwashing in Nazi Germany, says that she won't apologize, or at least her lawyer is saying that she is not planning on apologizing. So what can we make of this story and what kind of damage does this do to LGBTQ2S plus students and the greater community as a whole? We're talking about it right now with our guest, who's an associate professor at McEwen University and a Canada's a Canada research chair for the public understanding of sexual and gender minority youth, Dr. Christopher Wells. Dr. Wells, thank you so much for making the time. Always, always a pleasure to talk to you. Good afternoon. So uh, let's just start with with the post, because, uh, you know, when when this conversation came up, uh, you know, there were people that were saying, well, this isn't really that that problematic. Maybe there is a direct comparison to make. Can you help clarify why this image, this side by side image uh, was so hurtful and so damaging? Well, I think it's, um, you know, really um, horrific on a number of fronts. First, um, many people in our our Jewish community are are quite upset by, you know, invoking the atrocities of uh, the Holocaust and and comparing it to simply teaching about and bringing visibility to the 2S LGBTQ plus community uh, in our schools. And and rightly so, there was uh, immediate uh, public uh, backlash and outrage. And now we're hearing that this, at least from the lawyer of Monique Lagrange, this Red Deer School uh, School Board trustee, uh, is not planning on apologizing. Does that surprise you? Um, you know, certainly, probably not surprising, uh, considering uh, you know, shortly after um, she uh, posted that uh, that uh, comparison on social media, she was speaking at uh, you know a hate protest uh, targeting the 2S LGBT community. So, um, you know, I don't think anybody really thought that uh, she would uh, genuinely uh, apologize. But in fact, she's just doubled down on her uh, prejudice and discrimination and is challenging the board to uh, remove her. And what, and what do you make of that, of that stance of, of doubling down? Well, I think this is somebody who really wants to be a martyr, um, and and uh, you know, unfortunately, is is trying to gain popularity and a profile and a platform, uh, espousing hate and discrimination in the community. And I think what's deeply disturbing, uh, you know, in this case for many people, is that this is an elected, uh, you know, official in our society, and and one who is responsible as a school board trustee for creating safe, caring, and respectful schools, and her actions have done exactly the opposite. You're going to get people that say, well, she should be able to share her opinion, and she should be able to freely say how she feels. What do you say to that? Well, she absolutely has uh, the right to uh, freedom of expression, but there's also consequences that come with that expression, and that's exactly what the uh, school board has implemented, which basically, you know, they've removed all of her power and duties as a trustee. She's only trustee in name. They set out, um, you know, a path for her to engage in uh, education and to apologize to the community, which she's uh, frankly uh, quite bluntly refused to do. So as the Minister of Education has said, the board uh, has the ability now to remove her from uh, office. The Alberta Teachers Association um, and LGBTQ uh, community members called, obviously, for her removal, but said that she she could remain in her role under several conditions. One of those conditions, Chris, would have been uh, including in, would have been completing sensitivity training about the Holocaust 
and LGBTQ2S plus discrimination. Do you think that had she completed that training, it would have ultimately made a difference? Or if she had issued an apology, would that have meant something? Well, I, I think it would depend on how genuine it it, it was, but, she, you know, she obviously has no intention to do so now. Um, so I think, uh, you know, it's very clear on, on where her beliefs and opinions stand, um, you know, which is, is quite frankly, you know, disappointing. Here we are in the beginning of October, which is 2S LGBTQ plus history month. And, uh, you know, uh, we need to remember that this is still a, a very vulnerable community in our society and particularly our young people in our schools who just want to be able to go to school and be themselves and be respected and be safe and feel uh, included. Ultimately, what what does this do for that community? What kind of message does this send? Well, I think it just it emboldens hate and, and discrimination. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think it really actually shows uh, her actions how important education uh, actually is and how we do need to be talking about, you know, issues of human rights and diversity and inclusivity, not only in our schools, but uh, around our, our dinner tables and, and out in our community. Hate is a learned value. And, and the best way to get rid of hate and prejudice is, um, you know, through education and empathy. You know, I, I think you're absolutely right in that this emboldens hate. And I think, you know, the term you used earlier that, that she was trying to be a martyr or at least a representative for sort of this movement of normalizing hate against this community is something that's really, um, it's shocking. It's shocking that there's um, that there's a platform for this and it's shocking that there's an audience for this, at least for me. Is this something that kind of takes you by surprise? Uh, it's very, very concerning. And, and people all across Canada have, have said, you know, with... Uh, these kind of, uh, you know, uh, so-called parental rights protests, which directly target the 2S LGBT uh, plus community. We haven't we haven't seen this kind of hate be so visible in our communities and on our streets in really, you know, in decades. And for many people, it sometimes feels like, you know, while we're taking two steps forward, we're, we're also taking one step back where this hate is becoming, you know, normalized. And I, I think social media has a, a lot to do with that, right? You can share, you know, opinions and, and memes like this for many people without, you know, a second thought and without any kind of consequence, knowing you know, there, there's an audience that feeds into this. It, it does really feel like we've gone backwards in what felt like a lot of forward momentum and a lot of progress. What do we do from here? Just keep signaling support, right? We need to keep talking about these issues. We need to keep humanizing and and educating and, uh, you know, challenging misinformation and, and stereotypes. You know, just in the news today, we, we saw, you know, in Ontario, another pride crosswalk uh, vandalized. And uh, I think, you know, we can't let, let hate win. And, and when a rainbow crosswalk is vandalized or a pride flag is ripped down, well, we need to put 10 more up in its place to really signal, you know, the value that we believe in here in Canada. You know, it seems like there are certain issues that are kind of catch-alls for for growing frustrations and growing tensions, and it seems like anything to do with pride or LGBTQ issues is sort of where this these frustrations are sort of landing right now. Are, are you getting that same sense? Yeah, absolutely. When we, we look at who's showing up in, in uh, you know, these, these kinds of uh, protests and uh, challenging, you know, uh, pride being celebrated or the 2S LGBT community being talked about in schools or challenging books in, in school libraries or protesting against drag queen story time, you know, we're starting to see these far right groups have 
quote unquote a common sort of enemy, right? Which is largely based in fear and misinformation, and and many feel um, you know this is just a you know a tactic to distract from right the real issues that are important to most Canadians, like you know housing, food inflation, you know the economy, our our houseless and uh, population, and opioid crisis, and um, you know issues issues like that 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 we really should be focusing our attention on and and where politicians really need to be coming forward with uh, solutions rather than you know targeting or scapegoating a, a very vulnerable minority sure and that's you know kind of what this conversation turns into it becomes you know a situation where this trustee becomes i think a representative for so many other issues even right now as we're having this conversation chris on the text line someone saying well good for her this cancel culture has got to stop nowadays there's only one narrative and if you go against it you're racist and you're filled with hate it's unbelievable who exactly are the bullies here and i think you know there's an interesting takeaway from that text when we're talking about cancel culture maybe going too far but again in this case we're not talking about canceling someone in 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 a situation that was unwarranted we're talking about someone who was truly who was promoting hate can you make that can you make that point again chris yeah you know absolutely what are we we talking about canceling human rights and and we have to remember right history has taught us these lessons today they're 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 coming and targeting the 2s lgbtq plus community but tomorrow they're going to target another vulnerable uh community so you know we need to really come together and and protect human rights you know human rights are meaningless unless we you know we're actually using them and defending them and we're actually celebrating the diversity that exists you know in our communities and the world around us rather than trying to uh, eradicate it what do you think is the next best step for um for the red deer school board what do you, what message would you want to see them promote well, I think, you know, they've been really uh, left with no choice but to remove her. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, um, she, they've already, her lawyer has signaled that they, they want to engage a, a court process. And so we'll see where all of that leads. But ultimately, this trustee should do the right thing and, and resign. Um, you know, that there is no place for somebody to, to be uh, in a leadership position in schools that is not willing to, you know, respect all students, regardless of their differences. Dr. Wells, thanks so much for making the time. Always appreciate it. I was great to chat with you. That's Dr. Christopher Wells, an associate professor at McEwen University and a Canada Research Chair for the Public Understanding of Sexual and Gender Minority Youth, talking about this Red Deer School Board trustee who uh, says that she won't apologize. Her lawyer says that taking any sort of sensitivity training um, would ultimately be pointless. And look, if you want to, if you want to hold that belief then hold that belief, but not as an elected official at a school who is meant to be making students feel included and creating a safe environment for them.